Well, it's that time of the week again. It's time for Chit Chat Across the Pond. This is episode number 702 for October 18th, 2021. And I'm your host, Allison Sheridan. I am very excited to have back returning guest, Doc Rock. How are you doing today, Doc? I am doing absolutely incredible. <laughs> and I'm like super jacked right now. It's kind of funny. Oh, yeah. Well, so I had first asked Doc to come on the show because I wanted him to explain to me what ProRes video is and what all these funny numbers like 442 and 444, what are people even talking about in that? But we got lucky enough that when we rescheduled, we accidentally got it on an Apple announcement today. So we're probably not going to spend too much time on ProRes video, just kind of want to get a little bit of a feel for it. And then we're going to jump into the fun assignments because something tells me that uh, Doc Rock might have, you know, warmed up his credit card today. Uh, yeah, pretty close. I'm I'm actually sitting on last decision thing I got to make, but I'm actually yeah I'm definitely going to probably get a fourteen. Okay. Anyway, we'll talk we'll talk well, about that. <laughs> yeah. So the the first thing, Apple's all excited about ProRes video, and this actually kind of tails into uh, the Apple announcement of the new laptops today. But I hear people like Alex Lindsay say four 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 and four four two, and then there's some words that have like a Q in it or or something, and I, I don't understand what ProRes video even is. I know what video is. I know what HDR is. What is ProRes video? <laughs> okay, so. Um, first of all, ProRes is exactly what it sounds like, professional resolution, period. Like, that's okay. important to know. Muggles okay, don't need so, it, you said, before we started, right? Yeah, kind of. I mean, I'm going to do it, and I sit somewhere between, um, you know, Muggle and actually, I'm kind of a mm, Ravenclaw. Yeah, yeah. You're a little, yeah. little, little above. The, you're definitely not a Muggle. Yeah, no, maybe a, but a maybe not a pump. wizard. No, well, because I, I sit in between multiple houses. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> so, but maybe um, that's why you're perfect to try to explain it to the muggles of us in the video realm. Yeah, so I do come from broadcast video, so um, I, I, I understand what it's there for. So, first of all, when you hear the numbers, you're talking about the numbers are a classification of bit depth, right? And again, see, that just makes it seems a little bit crazy. But let's just take out the 444 as RGB, right? So there's red channel, green channel, I mean, blue channel, green channel. And the reason why there's four is because if you've ever been into Photoshop, right? You got your hues, your saturation, your luminance, um, and then there's the chroma. Right. So that's why there's four stacks, one for the color, one for the HSL. Right. So rather than saying RGB, HSL, uh, well, I'm missing one and the whatever the chroma luma levels, they say the first four is red. Plus, what is the H of that red? What's the hue? What's the saturation of that red? And what's the luminance of that red? That's four things. You guys can't see I'm holding up four fingers. <laughs> the, the next one would be the blue. What is the hue of that blue? What's the saturation of that blue? What's the luminance of that blue? Right? Okay. All right. And then the last one would be, if you have 4444, four, 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 the last four is normally alpha key. How transparent is that blue? How transparent is that red? How transparent is that green? So if you're me and you're team purple, I got to take the red and the blue channel, blend them together, and then just transparencies accordingly when I throw up a lower third, like when we throw up the lower third that says MacBreak Weekly, right? It's cut out at the bottom. And they put my name there, and then Leo only says something crazy about me being a youtuber it says it on the bottom when in order for that to sit on top of the picture of me there's an alpha channel or a transparent channel that allows the lower third the small thing you see in the corner with someone's name job description whatever crime they committed that is sitting on the alpha channel alpha basically means transparency do you know i've 
never had a better description of Alpha Channel before and that today. That makes complete than sense. Than what, what crime they committed? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that's what I'll actually remember from the conversation. But I know I've done Alpha Channel stuff and I just go, well, I don't know what that means. Like I know yeah, when I... We, we've all I, done that. Well, I know that if I go into preview and I've got, say I've got a, a screenshot I took and I want to just get rid of all the background about, around it, I can grab the little, uh, the little uh, um, there's like a magic wand or something like that. It grabs and it says no alpha you're actually and right. so that's that's making it be completely transparent i guess right so in way like and the funny thing is that's oversimplified it's actually slightly more complicated than we don't that, need to go worse but for for what the most people need to see so even when you see it as y and then cb and cr that's again they're talking about your luma plus you know two blocks of color for one thing two blocks of color for the next thing and it just has to do with bit depth right so when we're working with 8-bit you know we're working with alpha pro res 444 so again pro res meaning pro resolution which is an amazing kodak believe it or not but i think the other thing that confuses people is the Kodak itself is there, but then there's what's known as container formats. So you have people running around saying that MOV is clearer than MP4 because MP4 they're confusing with MP3, which is a compressed format. No, it's an envelope, bro. You can yeah. stick any one of 187 plus things inside that envelope and still label it MOV or MP4. It's not when I was, technically when I was, what it means. When I was still working, I uh, did some, uh, we, we actually created a podcasting uh, delivery network within my company. This is 150 years ago. And uh, I remember I had to find out what was a codec and what was a container and the difference between the two. And I thought, well, let me just go up and I'll just go look at what the standard is. And this is, this is a long time ago, and I printed it out on paper, and it was just pages <laughs> after pages after pages of what the standard is. Yeah, so those yeah. words, those words, when you say, you know, a lot of those words, like you say MOV, it doesn't actually define anything. It is just no, that container, right? It's just a container. It's like a Tupperware versus um, Sterilite, whatever Walmart, you know, closed... Um, what is that company we used to use? Rubbermaid? Yeah, Remember yeah. Rubbermaid? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. So the reason why Rubbermaid doesn't really exist anymore is Walmart caused them to disappear, and they took their machines, sold it overseas, and made up Sterilite. That's a, that's a different story. Anyway, so... <laughs> but that's, that's that, considered a better codec now. Yeah. Well, or a better container, X, sorry. <laughs> you mentioned XQ as well. So oh, yeah. basically, XQ is the really, really high end. And so if regular 444 can fit in roughly 150 gigabytes per hour, it's 146, but I'm not going to show my nerd card, then uh, XQ will deliver that as 225 gigabytes per hour. So it has a little bit more room, a wider color space. Or when you, when you see people talking about HDR, they want that high dynamic range. So that way, if you remember back in the day when you would just play with JPEGs, if you had something that had a grayscale, it would quickly turn into three lines of white, gray, and black instead of a smooth transition as you move the JPEG slider smaller, right? Mm -hmm. If you got a smaller right. image, you got less of smooth a transition. That is a super low-budget explanation of dynamic range. When you have high dynamic range, you should see a perfect gray gradient. Or so any is other dynamic color range the same as color space, though? I thought those are two uh, different things. Color space is completely different. That's a whole okay. different thing. But okay. so, for instance, if I were to go outside and shoot a video with my iPhone or my Sony ZV-E10, I'm going to get high dynamic range because that's what they're built in. But if I were to pick something different like another camera, when I look at the sky, you might see banding in the sky or you might not be able to see the difference between the leaves and the branch in a tight bush where high dynamic range where you see that because the the levels of black are there. So it's normally like the Sony cameras, 15 levels of dynamic range where your average point and shoot camera is anywhere between 10 and 13. Okay. Okay. Well, this actually helps a lot. I, I, uh, I didn't want to know too much, but I wanted to know more than I knew. You know, I, <laughs> I think you can easily descend into madness if you really oh, start to 100%. study this stuff. 
And you kind of need to know what, why the people are asking you for what they're asking for. And once you understand this company is telling you that they want an alpha ProRes 444 file, it's because they want to do something with the alpha channel, like overlay the graphic. If okay. they don't ask you for that, they don't need it. And the other thing that kind of changed until recently, which is a little psychotic, the one thing about 4444, it had to be no audio because they were mm. using the fourth lane to push audio when we got DV or digital video, right? So in professional space, the audio is normally separate. We don't normally record audio with the video. We record it separately and we put it together in post. So we never cared. But when the moguls started live streaming or making things for TikTok and YouTube, they wanted it. But then they would wonder, well, why can't I put on this old animation or my video um, Unless the animation had no sound in it. Well, that's because oh. you needed to use that space for the alpha channel instead of the audio. We've always used it for alpha because we always did audio separate, you know? Oh, so interesting. Then Google fixed it with WebM, so WebM can do both. WebM can put the animation plus the sound. So when you watch your friends on Twitch or whatever and they do the <laughs> welcome to my stream, that's how they do it. <laughs> They're using WebM. That actually does answer another question. Well, that's cool. Well, I want to uh, I want to change gears and talk about the new toys now. <laughs> so, uh, if anybody has uh, not realized it, Apple announced the uh, higher end 14 and 16 inch MacBook Pros, and to me, possibly the most amazing thing is that nobody that I know of guessed on the name that there's an M1 Pro and an M1 Max, right? Yep. I'm ex I'm excited for that and I'm not excited for that. I'll tell you why. I'm excited for it because I love to rub it in the face of the guessing people because honestly I can't stand them. <laughs> <laughs> but then, but then the second part, I'm not excited for it because not any one of them is going to come by and say I got it wrong, and that irritates me. The prognosticators rarely, if ever, come back and say no, we were wrong. They'll come back and say, well, Apple didn't do this because Apple sucks, and that drives me crazy. <laughs> Actually, I'm, like, I'm going to correct you. The one person, and I know he gets a lot of crap for the stuff he says, but. Leo will come back and say, well, I sure oh, missed yeah. that one. He yeah. is the only yeah. person I know who ever does that and says, nope, Leo's I was different, wrong. But he's reporting the prognosticators not being one. Yeah, that's You know true. what I'm saying? It's yeah. a little different. Yeah. Um, I, I'm talking about the, the Grummans of the world and some of the guys on YouTube. And the YouTube space has gotten worse than the Germans, but the, the Ming-Chi Kuo and all of these dudes, like whatever. I know you guys are good people, whatever, but... When you get it wrong, just say you got it wrong. Don't turn around and turn it into Apple Gate or, you know, M1X Gate or they just changed <laughs> it because everybody leaked the name. No, you guys were sophisticated, wild um, guessing, wild Allison guessing. <laughs> and then and you got it wrong. Just come in and be a man and say, I got it wrong. Like I said today, I said never, ever will we see an HDMI port because HDMI is dying and I am full, like halfway through eating this Adidas because I got that completely wrong. Well, okay. So uh, I guess let's jump into the middle onto the ports just because I want to get that one out of the way. I am really annoyed that they added an HDMI port. So I, lost, I. I lost a USB-C port that was completely multifunctional, could do anything I wanted with it. Okay, for a port. Allison, don't tell Steve, but I love you. Because that's exactly <laughs> what I've been telling people who've been wanting there to be a real port. I go the empty port in the shape of that little oval that we all know and love and hate can be anything in the world I want it to be. Yeah. But now it's, it's just an HDMI port. And, you know, I had a uh, uh, 2013 MacBook Pro when I was working, and uh, I remember somebody someday saying, hey, just, you know, plug that into HDMI. And I said, I don't have an HDMI port. And they said, yeah, you do. And I looked on the side, I said, huh. You know, I'd had it for years and did, I think it was the 13-inch, it might have, or uh, the 15-inch. Anyway, whatever year it was, I did have one, and I used it so little, even in work, that I didn't know I had one. That's how little I think they're they're necessary. I've had a few times where I needed one, but it's just in my. If you're carrying a laptop around, you got a bag full of dongles. Move on with your life. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, and then everybody this morning in the stream, everybody's going, "Oh, but then I lose dongles. I'm not responsible for your um what's the <laughs> irresponsibility because I don't lose dongles. And if I do, I'll just buy another one. But I, I really don't lose dongles. I, I have a bag full of yeah. them. Um, and, and it goes with a nice you, right? Bag, and it goes, it goes in the everywhere. Bag. 
Yeah. And you know, here, here's the funny thing. I have a bag of dongles that I keep in my suitcase. I have a bag of dongles that I keep in my studio. And I have a bag of dongles that I keep in my car. Why? Because I never want to have been forgot one. And mm. they're not that expensive. And I have used the Ethernet dongle twice in five years. But I still have but three. But you carry it. Yeah. Because yep, yep. when it comes up, it comes up. Right? See, I, so, just, I keep my backpack in my studio. When yep. I leave the house with my computer, it goes in my backpack. Therefore, my bags, my dongles are in my bag. It just goes. It, it's not it that hard. Goes. I don't know. And maybe I, these I people. I get it. If you're buying Apple dongles, you know, oh, well, they're 30 bucks a piece. Yeah, I got it. But you know what sucks? Having a port in your computer that can only be that, that yeah. can't be anything else, right? So if I'm out on the road and someone says, hey, I want to transfer all this video you have in your machine, we luckily have a 10 GBE network. Um, and my my tech has a 10 GBE dongle. Can we plug this in and move this video? I can literally move three, 400 gigs of video in about three minutes. If I dig, I can't do that because it's an HDMI port, right? Yeah. And I have to connect to it over the network. That's a three-hour transfer. Yeah, yeah. So um, even the SD card slot, slot annoys me because, you know, if people talk about, well, you know, professionals with professional cameras, oh, you know, they're going to need that. I said, are you telling me that Ooh. professionals aren't usually sitting at a big monitor with a dock? Really? Yeah. Well, they, don't, they don't have don't a dock right there? They don't use SD anyway. Professionals don't use much SD anywhere. We use CFast cards. So that, that's like even worse. Yeah, they don't do anything for me. Well, there's audio recorders that use them and there's, uh, uh, you know, your GoPros and stuff. But, uh, you know, are you telling me that all those people who have those tools don't have a dongle already? They you know, all you do. Can, you, might, you can get a $30 dongle that's got, uh, that's got HDMI and an SD card slot and uh, Ethernet and a couple of USB-A ports and a pass-through power. It's one little thing. It's all you got to carry. So, so here's the other thing that's going to be funny. Um, there will be lots and lots of complaining about how it doesn't read cards, right? And it's because it's on the side of a notebook. And on the side of the notebook, unless you're paying attention, every time you put it in and out of your bag, if you're left-handed, maybe it'll be up. But as right-handed people, it's going to be at the bottom of the bag where the oh. port is just filling with dust that's oh. at the bottom of the bag. And they, I, I worked in the, in the GR, so I know GR? like the MagSafe, uh, Genius Room, sorry. Oh, okay. So uh, the MagSafe, the number one complaint is my adapter doesn't work. My adapter doesn't work. Open the drawer, toothbrush, crap out, plug in adapter, light turns green. Sort of Ooh. like the uh, the the connector on the iPhone, right? How many people's right. phones have you saved with a toothpick getting the dust out of it? hundred percent, hundred percent. And living in Hawaii, our dirt's magnetic because volcanoes are iron. Oh, <laughs> that's even worse. Oh, right? Man. Our dirt is magnetic. The volcano is freaking spits iron, bro. <laughs> that's where we get magnets from, from volcanoes. So, oh, like, in, in theory, it was a great idea, but really, though, because the advantage of my port right now, and I don't use the built-in Apple when I use these hypers because they're just way better, but... My cord right now is my iPhone charger, iPad charger, camera charger. My Sony A7C charges with it. Um, my portable monitors charge with it. My lights charge with it. Any of my video gear charge with it, you know, including my DTAP batteries, which we use in Pro Video, can all charge with that brick. Now it's a MagSafe adapter. It can charge my computer. Yeah, yeah. Well, they, uh, I did read that you can use the USB-C port for, uh, for power. But yes, now, you you're down, now you, you have literally lost a, a charge port Yeah, when you do that. I um, would have preferred it stayed at four ports. Like, all of that whining and capitulating literally comes from people, and I'm not going to say they're wrong because you're allowed to have your opinion, whatever you want. But normally what happens, a person of merit, Right. And I'll pick on our contemporaries because we're normally it. We will say something without thinking it all the way through because of the way it affects us. And mm -hmm. our readers or listeners or viewers will repeat exactly what we say and never study further into it. So for the, our contemporaries who said bring back the MagSafe and bring back the HDMI, you're the reason why we got it. I hope you're happy that you won. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, we shouldn't make this sound like this was a bad announcement. This was no, it's a not. It's dope. spectacular. It's dope. Yeah, dope is the right <laughs> word for it. Um, I would like to say right here in the spirit of saying when you were wrong, uh, when they were first talking about the fact that there's the M1 Pro and the M1 Max uh, for these uh, new MacBook Pros, I made a prediction that it would be a $1,000 upgrade. From the from the fourteen inch pro to the one level up max was two hundred dollars. To right? the full on max was only four hundred dollars more. Oh. So you were right. It just you needed to do it twice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it turned out it was actually uh I went for the four terabyte drive and that was a thousand dollars. So I was just I was just mistaken. I meant I meant for the uh the SSD. You know what's funny is I normally tell people buy a 512 or one terabyte and use externals. And normally that math works because a two terabyte SLC like screaming SSD is only around two, 350. And mm-hmm. normally the two terabyte upgrade inside the Mac is four. And they were the same speed. But now they're 4,000 megabits per second. So the externals are going to top out at like 2,800. And the internals are like stupid fast. I'm just like, whoa. Yeah, yeah. Um, hang on. Was it, did you have your unit? You, of course, you did. But uh, maybe where I was looking for that. What was it? you're saying? Four thousand megabits 4, per second. Four thousand megabits per second on the SSD. That they is... said it. They said it in the. In the I was gonna say Kino. It wasn't really. A yeah, keynote. there it is. Uh, they said it in the doohickey. I wrote down seven point four gigabytes per second. Did I write it down, oh. Ron? Um, that might even be more. Then that makes it more faster. That's what I wrote um, down. Yeah, yeah. No, sorry. It's 4,000 gigabytes per second is a memory bandwidth. Sorry. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, these things are these things, these things are bananas. Um, my, my, my photos library is over 800 gigabytes, so I definitely can't do a, a terabyte. I could maybe do two. But I've really started to enjoy, now that I've got, you know, ballroom dancing on my room on my uh, drive, is I've started partitioning drives for just other things to do. And like my screencast <laughs> online videos, I have all the room in the dancing. world. <laughs> oh my goodness, that is just awesome. <laughs> now you picture me dancing around inside my hard drive, right? <laughs> That's funny. I'm I'm worried about Steve's dancing. I think you you probably can do it. <laughs> well, I have to tell you this this was a little bit of an expensive event. Uh, we both bought them, and because oh, nice. uh, now what Apple did, uh, if anybody didn't realize this, that wasn't there watching right on, is they made those things available the minute that the uh, keynote oh, ended. Oh yes, the site updated live. It was, was so creepy. Cause that, that was never horrible. Happens. It was horrible. That never happens. No, yeah, you, you only had have no some time. time. To- you got time to think or whatever. And then it went from October to December in five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we got it in on time. Uh, so we're mm-hmm. getting ours on Tuesday. So we're pretty excited about that. But it was the two of us were like screaming at each other from the other rooms going, are you going for the max? Do we need the max? We should just get the pro. We don't need the max. No, I'm getting the max. Okay. Well, if you're getting the max, I'm getting the max. Oh my God. I've got to have, well, then I want the max max. Well, how much of a disc are you getting? And, and the site oh, was not updating quite quickly enough. So the prices no, the were getting made slow. no sense. Yes. <laughs> and uh, I ended up switching up. The, the trick is always go to the Apple Store app on iOS. It's always better. I got stuck on the Mac and I flipped over to the uh, iPad and it had my device in my, in my uh, uh, bag. But I was so panicked, I hit buy. And for the f- second time in a row, I accidentally am having it shipped to my daughter's house. And I, there's something wrong with my Apple card, and it keeps thinking that's where I wanted to go. This time, I'm pretty sure I was able to get it switched after the fact. But I was like, no! "That's funny." That's I don't want to cancel, right? Because I mean, I'll drive no. to San Diego if I have to to get it in that length of time. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. That is so funny. Like you just switch it out, and it's like, bro. You know, it's funny because uh, I gotta say, Apple's genius move that everybody was like, "Why?" And I think I remember this conversation about why are they buying, you know, all of this this power in TSMC? Like, what do they need that for? Blah blah blah. And haha, now you know because why everybody else is, you know, wishing that they can get their stuff quicker. Apple's not really having a problem. They, they, it's not probably as much as they would like, but they're doing better than everybody else because you mean as far as being able to deliver products with the supply chain problems. Well, the fact that those things were gone in five minutes, though. Oh, the demand was insane. 
I expect so. There are a lot of people just waiting, watching. It was the cruelest joke that Apple came out with the lower end, incredibly fast M1s first, right? Yeah. That was that was a, a tragedy for those of us uh, who wanted the higher end, but I didn't think it would be this much. Well, and a lot of us jumped on that because it made sense at the time, right? A lot of us jumped on that, the cruel summer. <laughs> <laughs> It's a cruel, but it, cruel summer. Sorry, but I have, it was uh, fun anyway. I have I have musical. Um, what do you, my friends call me musical Tourette's. <laughs> like I just make songs <laughs> up out of random things. <laughs> so what did what did you think? Uh, there was a, a couple of charts they showed. I took a couple of screenshots there. Uh, CPU performance versus power of the M1 Pro, M1 Max uh, of of versus a four core. PC laptop chip and an eight-core PC laptop chip. They were showing the power consumptions and the performance, and it was insane. There will be people that... Now, this happened the last time, so I can preface this semi-anecdotally. There'll be people who look at the chart and say the charts are wrong and Apple's, you know, like overblowing the power and blah, 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 and everybody said that. And then people bought the machines on purpose so that they could rip them a shred and then some of them ate their you know um their crow and some of them just still stood fast in their pc lippiness the one person who's probably the best apple hater that actually ate some of the crow and now invented a whole show around mac was linus right linus, linus. was like there's uh uh, what's his real Not Linus name? Torvalds. Yeah, no, no, no. That's no. that's Linux. Yeah, uh, Linus from Linus Tech. Okay, um, he's one. He's like a really big like uh, PC like YouTuber, and he talks all about high end machines and stuff like that. He has a, a massive channel. Um, he's so he's the, a, he's a convert. No, he's the he's the PC equivalent of Marquez. Let's just okay, put it that way. but he but he's uh, uh, oh yeah, he's a convert yeah. now. Yeah. So he was all he's always had Macs and used them because he needed to because he's a content creator and it's just easier to create content on Macs always has been mm -hmm. but he's always bitched about the Apple tax and all of these things that people love to throw around when they want to you know have a little Apple hate so half the time he would buy devices just to rip them up and say you know the type of things that PC and Android people would do in order to try to make fun of us but okay. when the M1 came out he actually came on and ate some crow and was like, this is way better than I thought. This, and the same with the iPad. Like, this is way more amazing than I thought. I have to give them credit for what they're doing. And, you know, Intel is going to suffer. I think Intel thought it was a fluke. And they kind of <laughs> semi tried to catch up, but they did some little ignoring it. And then Apple was like, ha ha, we was just kidding. Watch this. <laughs> so I had one hand tied behind my back in that previous one, right? Oh, yes. Yes. It yes. was like, you know, they had their fingers crossed or something, right? This is, uh, I don't even understand how they're doing what they're doing. But uh, let's see, the, the display on the MacBook Pro. Oh, I, actually, this is what I want to say. One of the things I was hoping beyond hope, I have a 16-inch uh, 2019 Intel MacBook Pro. And it, it is a great machine, and it is so freaking heavy. I am not a delicate wisp of a thing by any means. I work out, I'm strong, and I just hate carrying this thing around. It is just so heavy. So I it was really hoping that the 14-inch was as powerful as the 16, and they gave it to me. And that yes. was just like, it's just, how big a screen do you want? That's all it is. Well, and how much well, money do you have? And that 16, though, what's funny about that 16 is it's five pounds, bro. It's 4.7 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. I read That's some statistics funny. on that. Yeah. It's uh, 4.8 pounds. So it weighs 12% more than the Intel version uh, did. It's, uh, but it's not that much bigger. It's 3% thicker. It's actually a 1% wider, 1% less wide and 1% deeper. So it's 12% it's heavier. But did you see that it's got a 140-watt power supply? Yep. Yep. So and the battery is the biggest FAA passable. Right. It's 100 watts. But yeah. so was the 16-inch Intel. So why is, the, uh, why is the power supply so much bigger? For fast charging, I think they said? Probably for fast charging. I'll put it on fast charging for sure. Yeah. And 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 you got to now you got to imagine just based off of weight alone, you know the the ribbon batteries that is inside your machine, there's two of them. 
ribbon? I haven't heard. Ever yeah, because well, they're they're flat. They're kind of like if you've changed one, you'll know what I'm talking about. You're um, just talking about black. They're wrapped in stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's wrapped yeah. in the, the black um, secret plastic that's actually stronger than you think. Because I've tried to cut one open. I didn't say that out loud. Um, <laughs> it, uh, oh my goodness, the uh, the glue that they put that stuff on with is made out of unobtainium too, because it's <laughs> super hard to get those suckers out of the machine. Uh, but yeah, it's. Uh, I, I just I think there must be like two of them or one and a quarter of them or something because I think that explains the weight and the thickness. I really okay. do believe it's just well, it's not, all in it's battery. not that much thicker. It's just barely three percent thicker, which isn't too much. But it's that battery life though. That's the part that's crazy. Like they're yeah, they're what, got did, some what did they say on battery number. life on the sixteen? I, I could have sworn it was something like seventeen. Well, seventeen seventeen stupid. is the um Oh yeah, it's twenty one. Twenty one hours. Yes, yeah, it's only it's only seventeen on the fourteen uh, inch. Now I mean, they're talking about video playback. You know, we know that real world use shaves off like you know, let's say eighteen percent or whatever it says. But still, come on, bro. Like that is just insane. If it's love, fourteen hours of wireless web browsing, that means that real world hammering is like about twelve. And what's funny is last time people did what we're doing right now, and they were wrong. It actually kept up to about what Apple said. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and that yeah, was yeah. also kind of crazy. So my, we're my really getting fourteen hours. Yo, that's an entire Hawaii to the East Coast flight for me. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. The, the um, actually seventeen. You can almost go on the longest flight. I think the longest flight is nineteen hours now. And let's say you sleep too, you're you're good. You got it for the whole ride. My favorite uh, anecdote to tell about the battery life on the M1 uh, MacBook Air, uh, uh, we helped my son buy one for his wife, and she is definitely a muggle, like embraces her muggleness in all ways. So we bought it for her for Christmas, and in late January, she called me to complain that she had to charge it. <laughs> she she doesn't use it very much, in other words, but it oh, was the first time funny. she had charged it. it was like a that's month later. Funny. Yeah, I somebody said that they were thought something was wrong because their computer had lasted like a week without charging. I was like, "Hey, you don't do enough work." <laughs> B, that's quite impressive, though. So, oh, so what about like, uh, promotion on the? Uh, so I have only just since the um, the new iPhones came out actually understood that promotion is that adaptive 120 hertz refresh rate. So if it doesn't yes. need to refresh, it doesn't. And when it does, needs to, it goes 120. Is that right? That's where the battery is saving. So right now, we got Skype open. You know, we're having a chat. It's not doing a lot, right? It's kind well, of You're moving there. around. It's going oh, crazy, because, right, for you. Uh, yeah. We, <laughs> well, because I, <laughs> I've i always been... This This is a bad problem to have in Catholic school. I got hit with the ruler a lot. <laughs> Stop fidgeting. I'm not fidgeting. This is called ADD. We didn't have words for it back when we were kids. It was just, you were bad. <laughs> just um, ruler smacking. <laughs> it was ruler smacking. But it, what that does is it saves a lot of battery because it's only redrawing the necessary pixels, right? So when you're at work and you're doing something spreadsheet-oriented... And you're staring at a problem trying to figure out what should I do next? You know, how do I, you know, guess this this next outlook for the next couple of months? And you're like twirling your pen and you're thinking of the number. Your machine is basically not draining any battery at that point. It's kind of uh, just chilling, okay. right? Whereas in the old way, it's always drawing whether you were using all, you know, 60 or 120 or not. So I think it's incredible. And having have it in our phone. And also understanding how long the iPad battery, you kind of already know what it feels like. You just don't know what it feels like on a notebook. Yeah, yeah. I am. You know what I mean? I'm really looking forward to that. I, I. That's one of the things I really wanted to just get a MacBook Air for the meantime. You know, just to be able to experience that. But, uh, but well, and and this has got a significantly brighter display. They said it's a thousand nits sustained when it was 500 before. So it's twice as bright. And that's not even peak brightness. That's the sustained no, brightness. That's sustained brightness. That so, so I'm pretty, pretty sure that's the, what the ProDisplay the XDR is, right? Well, that's part of it, too. So the peak brightness is 1600. So here's the funny thing about this. When we were, I was, I was on uh, BTN. You and I, we were all talking last year, or two years ago, rather, when the uh, Cheese Grater XDR display came out. And, of course, you know, the whole Mac community was up in arms because why is Apple making this, you know, $5,000 display with the $1,000 stand and 
blah, 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 blah. And in defense of Apple, I, t- I remember telling everybody, this is like what a Bugatti is to Volkswagen, Porsche, Audi. It is a test bed. It is where you develop the tech. People who can afford to pay for it will help cover your R&D. And eventually, all of that will trickle down. That's why every major car manufacturer has a luxury brand that they use to te- anti-lock braking system. If you remember back in the day, that was only Lexus and Infinity. Like nobody else had it. That was considered a luxury maneuver. And then it went to BMW or Mercedes, Jaguar, all of those people. And then it made it all the way down to Mini Cooper. Right. And, and okay. so a lot of the stuff that we're seeing right now in our iPad, our iPhones, and our notebooks came from Apple two years ago inventing that display that everybody mm-hmm. thought was a ripoff. No, it wasn't a ripoff. It cost what it cost. Like, it's not a fashion accessory where, I mean, half the people who say that are married and have bought, like, you know, $12,000 diamond rings that are worth about 400 bucks. <laughs> but you know what I mean? But it's not what that's not the point of it. Right. And then so what Apple did, just like many car manufacturers do, and they do pay attention to other industries, is they use that to get the tech right. Once they got the tech right and the proof in it, they find a way to miniaturize it and make it easily accessible and available. So, yes, we are seeing basically pro XDR display tech finally make it down to the consumer, quote unquote, consumer product. So that's the uh, mini LEDs are going to be in this. Is the Protus by XDR mini LEDs? I don't remember um, them saying that. No, I think I, it's some other crazy tech. Okay. But I think the liquid retina part of it and the ProMotion yeah. part of it and the XDR part of it came okay. its way down from the Pro Display. On the peak brightness, uh, my understanding is that that has to do with if you've got a piece of what you're looking at is in HDR, the peak brightness would be a part of that. It's not like the entire display is going to go to 1600 nits. Is that right? No, 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 no. It's going to be, it's going to just accordingly as needed for something that you're doing with, say, your, um, your HDR display stuff. Okay. Are you uh, super excited about a 1080p FaceTime camera, F2.0? No. Laptops. <laughs> nah. I mean, I use that. How about these, uh, the uh, audio subsystem? They said a 60% lower noise floor on the microphones, and I didn't really understand what that meant. Um, I can tell you. Take, a, a, take your mic next time you're in, you know, by yourself, not recording Not this. right now? <laughs> yeah, not right now. <laughs> that was what I was trying to say, but it got stuck. <laughs> and um, so if you, if you use say audition or logic you can kind of see it just take a device with no mic even plugged in put your interface in and turn all the sliders down and see if you see any bouncing in the meter if you see any bouncing in the meter that's the noise floor that thing generates self noise so to speak if you crank the faders all the way up even with no mics turned on you probably will get like two or three db of uh, self noise. noise. Oh, it's okay. just you know okay. making noise by itself. So noise floor is how much noise does the device make when it's dead silent? I did not know that. God, you're good at explaining this stuff. I should call you all the time when I'm confused. Uh, I, <laughs> they also said it's got 80 percent more bass. It'll go a half an octave lower. Ooh, that's crazy. I think. Okay, here's the funny thing. I think it already sounds incredible. Yeah, it it they know, do sound pretty good. They, you know, the mind-boggling one to me is this freaking baseballs. I got like three of these baseballs in my house. And I just say that because I'm just Are waiting for Are you talking about the, the iPod mini? Or HomePod the, mini? Yeah, HomePod mini. Yeah, okay. I just say that because I'm waiting for the day trying to pick one up and throw it at me. <laughs> but <laughs> but they sound incredible for what they are, right? Having, I mean, come on, you and I have been around Bluetooth speakers since day one. And just listen to all myriad form of small rubbish and gigantic rubbish. This thing is small, and it probably sounds better than every uh, small speaker that I've ever had, with the exception of the real deal HomePod and the old school, that gigantic white brick that we had, the uh, original Home iPod Home. Right, right, right. But I'm amazed at how good they sound. So Apple has been doing some incredible stuff 
we're getting sound out of these small little devices. I was listening to my phone the other day, and I was like, I can't believe that's coming out of that phone. And yeah. I, I'm an audiophile, so I have like you know I still use tube amps and high end speakers and that because that's my family. We own the electronic store. That's what we used to sell. And then, so I'm I'm quite impressed at how good the M1 uh, iMac sounds, and I'm impressed at how good this sounds. So they're using the cavity to generate that, plus a little bit with the uh, the speakers as well. So I think they're doing two different things here. I got to tell you, the first thing I'm going to do uh, when I get mine, in, I, in order to hear those low octaves, there's a guy who goes by the name the Bobby Bass. He's a uh, he's a bass singer on TikTok, and this guy's voice is insane. It is, you have what? you have never heard anybody. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll give you the I link when so, we're done here. I am so there. <laughs> he he, ding, he sings uh, this. Uh, what is the siren? Is the name of the song? He sings it in a duet with this woman. That is just I, I just play it over and over and over again. It's I I love listening to this guy. It's uh it's really really good. So I'll be I'll be checking that out. Let's see That's what else cool. do we need to know about this. Um. What haven't we covered? Performance. I, I will. I will cover memory real quick. Oh, okay. Because oh, yeah. this is the one. This is one of the things that everybody like freaked out last year. Like you know, is eight gigs going to be enough? You know, blah 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 blah. Okay, so I get it. We have lots of history, and in my stream this morning, it came up. Well, how many gigahertz is the Mac? We don't care. That's not a thing anymore. We don't pay attention to that number. No, no, but I need to know. I go no because you're trying to reference it to what you thought you knew. But that's not if how it works If you knew the number, anymore. it wouldn't matter. Yeah. So it's it's kind of like, you know, parents and kids and their new math, right? Like my, my whole family is under like freak out sessions because they don't understand the new math. I go, it doesn't matter. When you check the homework, did the equation flush? And they're like, yeah, it's right. But I don't understand how they did it. You don't have to understand how they do it because here's how math works. If the number at the end is right, it's math. How the work was done, nobody cares. Irrelevant. Like, really get over Unless it. your kid asks you for help and you have to help them with new math, then you then you have to care. That's where it's a problem. Yeah, then it's time for you to go on YouTube and learn it. But, <laughs> you know, you know what I'm I saying? I actually like, had a they, teacher on Chit Chat Across the Pond, uh, Cheyenne Swenson, to try to explain new math to me. And, and, and she did and her best. Happened? Did you explode? I I, I I While she was talking, I understood it. And a half an hour later, I couldn't reproduce it. So... Here's the funny thing as anomaly glot, um, it's not new. That's the way math is always done in other countries because they count better than we do. Uh, the reason why we count funny is we made up words for integers that made it harder to calculate said integers. So what that means is, for instance, in most languages, everything past 10 is 110 and one integer all the way up to 19. When you get to 20, it's two tens and an integer, and 30 is three tens and an integer. So new math brought in basically the other languages level of doing math. It's the reason why everyone makes fun of how, you know, so many other countries are better at math than we are. That's because as English-speaking languages, we made up words for things that made it more complicated to grok what you were talking about instead of do the calculation. So I, I will go, we could do this one for hours, by the way, but I'm okay with all of that, except make the kids memorize the math tables. Yeah. Because, because while that is the way to figure out a complex problem, you don't want to have to do it on the little problems because I learned essentially a new math when I was a little kid and I can't add or subtract with it. It's, it's as though when I'm reading, having to read phonetically every time that I wasn't yep. allowed to memorize the words. So exactly. they gotta let they gotta make them memorize the the math tables up to tens and that, and then after that you can be as weird as you want. I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's kind of true as well because you still do that. But yeah, so basically all of what we know of basically uh, x86 memory and how x86 memory works is um what's a nice way to say this none of your business anymore <laughs> like <laughs> just just know that it's going to work. So, but that well, being said, go ahead. Well, so that being said, we can now go up to 64 gig, should we? I pushed yeah, so 64 gig because it was more. Exactly. So here's what it is. We, even now, as we sit here today, we are trying to calculate 1632.64 based off what we know about the current M1 Max. Developers have only been developing for what the capability of the M1 Max were. 
Now okay. they have M1 Max Pro and M1 Max Max. Sounds funny. Uh, now that they have M1 Mac, whatever. Oh, that's right, M1 Max Max. I'm going to call M1 it M1 Max Max. Um, you know, Max Max is like Tom Tom. <laughs> they will develop differently. So we are we are trying to think about this in the matter of what's happening, you know, as we sit on the 18th and the, you know, 2024th year of whatever. But at this point, six, seven months from now, when Coda panic team goes in and rearranges Coda or, you know, uh, Cinema 4D guys rearrange something or the Warnock and the crew rearrange something over at Adobe, then you'd be like, oh, my machine don't have enough memory now. So. It's always been this way. I don't think this ever changes. You get as much memory as you can afford. <laughs> and the yeah. way memory is now at this particular thing, I don't think there's that big a difference, right? No, so, the, pen the penalty in price, um, you know, people like to crank everything up to the maximum you can spend. If you go with a 16-inch Max everything, 64 gig, 8 terabytes uh, with the M1 Max 10 core, 32 core GPU, 16 core neural engine. Crank it all the way to the top. I just did the math here. It is, where'd it go? Where's my total? Ah, I had it up. Here we go. 50, uh, sorry, hang on. 16 is 6,099. The 14 inch is 58.99. They're only, if my subtraction is correct, that's only a $200 difference. So that is that, crazy. That's a lot of money. But that is but, the most you can possibly spend on these. And know why it's funny to us? Because we are OG Mac users. That was a 2GS back in the day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right? I, yeah. Yeah. When we got under three grand, we thought there was a problem. We thought <laughs> well, that, that's no, when you this buy higher. Right, we thought the company was going out of business when we got under three grand for a Mac, and now people have a, a complaint because it's fifteen hundred dollars. I'm like, yo, we paid that for the freaking printer card. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Remember that, that stupid that, printer yeah. card? Oh my goodness! Yeah, it's, so that, it's it's funny, but that's just the world we're in right now. So, so this 14, people don't realize how good they got it. Yeah, yeah. The 14 inch starts at two grand. Um, yeah. Talk to me about the the Max versus the Pro. The Max versus the Pro M1 Pro versus M1 Max. That's really for people doing video, isn't it? What if you just do audio? If you're just doing audio, you can use the standard in one. But having Max or Pro makes it even better. I mean, really? remember G the GPU remember matters. The, yeah, no, remember the tax. The tax. Well, yeah, because these applications have been written to use the GPU to do audio things. Oh, right. Okay. And it's funny because they never. There's no audio chip per se. There's some, but not a lot. You know. So what these guys have been doing is using the power of the GPU and the CPU to do lossless things. But last year, there's a couple of videos from two guys in the UK. And he came, I forgot the number, but it was insane. He came up to something like 999 instances of a of a plug-in and, you know, a thousand tracks and something like 128 live instruments. And, I mean, he had this thing, like, bent over backwards on an 8-gig Mac Mini, right? Wow. And he's like, some of these plug-ins aren't even optimized for M1 yet. And look at it go. <laughs> and look at it go. So, I think... Again, like for most of us, we can probably get along perfectly fine with a pro. But the one advantage, again, if you are the type of person who's not going to change your computer every two years, this is me. Like every two years on spec, you got to go. Mm -hmm. Like I don't want you around my house because you're just a problem waiting to happen. <laughs> right. But that's from a from a business use standpoint. Right. Uh -huh. if, if personal users, they may not do that. But I would even tell a personal user to like, make sure you don't hold the computer longer than three years. And it's like, oh, but I paid so much for it. Cool, no problem. The resale value on what you're about to sell, you can probably sell it for about six, seven hundred bucks less than you paid for it. And then, so if you're a three year holder, you're paying 200 bucks a year to have that Mac. Yeah, you know, I didn't really appreciate the uh, the sale resale value of Max uh, just until last week. A friend of mine, uh, I finally talked her into buying a, a MacBook Air, and uh, she's got a 2015 13-inch MacBook Pro, and I forget which model it was, but Apple's going to give her 340 bucks for it. 
That's a six-year-old 13-inch laptop Intel processor, right? Six years old, 340 bucks. That's not top dollar, obviously, but 340 nope. bucks for a six-year-old Mac. I remember helping a friend of mine with a, with a 17-inch two-year-old uh, PC laptop, and it was worth $200 on eBay, right? And, and like the, the highest anybody had ever gotten for it. So, you know, a two-year machine for 200 bucks, a, a six-year-old machine for 340 that was insane. That means on the street she could have got like five fifty for that. Probably, yeah. But that's you know. that's just incredible. And and then so I, I don't think people understand that. And so, from a for, I'd say my business folks, from a business user perspective, sell it every two years for five or six hundred dollars less than you paid for it. Give yourself the mental thought process. It cost me three hundred bucks a year to have a fully loaded business machine. Mm. If you're a personal that's user, maybe hold it for three years. And sell it at the end of three years for roughly, let's say, eight hundred bucks less than you pay for it, and put yourself in that same category. And yeah, then that's you're the never sitting business. You're never sitting around holding this old machine and going, "Oh my God, it doesn't do what I want." Apple just announced a new thing. I kind of want that, but you know, this one still works because the curse is my two thousand and eight notebook still works flawlessly. <laughs> I hate does, that, but does it? Yeah, it does work flawlessly. It turns on every day. It runs smoothly. No hiccups, no problem. But there's a market difference in how fast that is in comparison to this iPhone 11. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. And, and that the street value on that thing is almost as much as this iPhone 11. This iPhone 11 is way faster. So people get stuck in, but it still works. And I know I do understand the planet stuff. Okay. Um, I will cover that in beer cans and soda cans and plastic bags but this computer is how we communicate is how we stay connected is how we watch our health and safety with our you know doctors and whatnot is how we talk to our family members work harder on composting and buy the freaking computer well and and if it's going to a family member or you're reselling it and somebody else is using it that's not that's not going into the into the waste heap and here's another thing from a business perspective too it depends on your accountant you have to talk to them yourself but maybe the donation price is is worth more to you than actually selling it because the school can use it, the church could use it, the Boys and Girls Center could use it. You know what I mean? So maybe talk to your accountant and be like, is it better for me to sell this or donate it? And they might tell you, donate it, because the, the tax break is bigger on the donation than you selling it to you know Johnny down the street. Even if it's 80% is good, but you uh, help them, that can be, a, yeah. that can be the right trade-off. Yeah. That's the, definitely the right trade-off. Before we go, I want to talk about one more thing, and I think you started to uh, touch on this, and then we got off of it. The top-end M1 Max Mac <laughs> has uh, 400 gigabytes per second memory bandwidth, and if you go down a notch, it's 200 gigabytes per second memory bandwidth. What does memory bandwidth mean to us in a practical sense? Do you know? So, you know, with unified memory, it has to constantly move things in and out of memory, right? So unified memory um, means it's part of the chip yeah, not, yeah, yeah you're not leaving the chip to go to memory and coming back right so therefore the processes are faster this is hot this is kind of the secret sauce right the the conversation between calculate this hold my beer calculate this or give me my beer back no no hold the beer again let me calculate this is shorter it just goes i can hold my beer still do the calculation drink it open up a new one and <laughs> keep getting going so these new processors are just wizardry when it comes to that stuff but still, you will be um, handing things back and forth in various portions of the memory to the performance cores, to the regular cores, and things like that. So as you're moving this information in and out, plus the neural engines and things like that, you have a two-lane highway versus a four-lane highway. That's basically Okay, okay. But that gets me thinking, if you've got 400 gigabytes per second memory bandwidth, why do you even care how much RAM you have? Exactly. Right? So again, or or yeah, is that the, the RAM? Is that that's on is that the no, RAM no, we're no, talking no. about? No, no, no. It's it's it is the same RAM, but I mean it's I don't think most of us are gonna tax this thirty two at all. Like I'm having a hard time taxing a sixteen gig uh mini. Right? Right. So I think most of us are gonna have a hard time taxing it, but that's as we sit today. 
again, once the developers go, hey, I got space, you know what developers do? <laughs> they push the needle. They push that sucker all the way into the red, and they be like, hey, bro, you need new tires. <laughs> like So <laughs> you, you kind of have to know that there is going to be some future-proofing in the way we do this. And again, if you're not Final Cut, Logic, you know, Photoshop type of person, you probably really don't need a Max at all, period. Gamer guys, maybe. Um, I'm, I'm hard-pressed to think of things outside of the high-end creative apps where you need to go purple. I think the average user using Word, Excel, PowerPoint, I hate those apps, uh, using I, 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 I things, what is it called now? iMovie, I, iWork. I work anyway. Yeah, right. there we go. I see you guys still say iWork too, but that's not the oh, word. Oh, no, no. Somebody looked it's it up pe- recently on my show. Uh, it, it is called iWork still. It's still? Okay. Yeah. All yeah. right. Good. All right. You were accidentally sure we right. Weren't, we weren't flexing our, our gray hairs. Um, <laughs> yeah, if you're just using the, the iSuite and you know, sending emails and fantastic Cal and all the other cool things we always tell you to use, man, that pro is going to run you like fine, 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 fine. There's not going to be a lot, but here's what I find funny as well. Photos, right? Simple app. Oh God. I Um, hope that's faster. (laughs) Your phone, your phone does ProRes now, you know, your phone shoots raw imagery. Now your iPad does these things now. So although you might think you don't do this stuff, you kind of sort of do. Right. You know what I mean? Get, well, yeah, my videos are HDR. Ooh, Not ProRes yet, but I do all the HDR stuff. Yeah. Oh, girlfriend. I was in uh, Albany doing a talk last week for People of Video, and we went to dinner in downtown Albany, and I shot some cinematic and everyone was mind blown. They're like, what did you shoot today? You guys were watching me. I was holding my iPhone. No, I thought you used your Sony. I was wondering how you got it from your Sony into your phone, into the Instagram so quick. And I was like, no, I shot that on my iPhone. And they're like, how did you do that? And I was like, you press the button that says cinematic. <laughs> and like two of the people at the table was like, wait, I got a new iPhone 13. It can do that too. And I was like, yeah. And they were like, well, shucky darn, this is amazing. <laughs> like, um, so again, even the muggles who don't think that they do it because they are shooting, you know, F- GG epic pictures of her dog, Ivy Rose, which is the cutest, you know, uh, little fox boxer ever. Um, yeah. Now she's a pro video person because she's shooting, you know, cinematic and pro res video, just chasing her little dog around because it looks better. Yeah, yeah. And so you got to be careful of what you talk yourself out of. Yeah, that's that's actually great advice. Well, this has been so much fun. I think I am out of questions unless there is anything else. Uh, I don't want to talk about uh, AirPods or anything else, but unless nah, you have other you. stuff. <laughs> Hey, if uh, people want to follow your work, where do they go, Doc? Uh, all over the interwebs at D-O-C-R-O-C-K. The most important place right now is probably my YouTube channel. I'm working to help people, you know, get into starting to be content creators to sort of share their stories and teach their methods. And a new thing I launched literally a month ago, I launched it on my 55th birthday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I launched a a podcast called creator 50 and it's for creators like us, you know, gen X plus, because I think the thing that we often tell ourselves is that, you know, being a creator, a podcaster, a YouTuber, a TikToker, Instagram reeler, or whatever the terminology you want to use is for these, you know, young kids. But I think that's wrong because everyone knows the best person in the family to talk to is grandpa because he got all of them old stories, right? Mm -hmm. The one reason why we get along with our grandpas, aunties, and uncles is they have experience, right? So if we do more creating and less telling people that we can't create, we can save some stuff because we have experiences. We have knowledge that people don't you know, they, the kids are working out of ethereals and working out of guessing. Half the stuff they talk about, we've already been through. And if you don't believe me, look at their clothes. They're wearing what we used to wear that everyone said <laughs> is ugly and is never coming back in style. And thank goodness it's gone. Now they're wearing what we used to wear. 
Well, I'm, I'm we still waiting for the belt, we were, the low-rise jeans to come back. That's what I want. This high-rise right? nonsense. I want to get rid of that. Let's go low-rise. Come on. Right? But then it's funny because when we did it, like, we thought we were cool, but we were wearing what our grandparents wore. I remember <laughs> my, my 50s greaser jacket because I thought I was Brian Stetzer from Stray Cats. And then my grandpa was like, you're funny with that. I got one of those in the closet. No, you don't. You ain't this cool. And then he opens, oh, snap, he got one. Can I have yours? No, you can't have mine. Mine's actually real leather. Yours is fake. Oh, thanks, Dad. Thanks, Gramps. <laughs> so, so yes, the Creator Fifty podcast is is literally something that I built in order to help us Gen X Plus people understand that we have some of the best stories to tell, and by telling your story and letting it out, you give room for other people to believe and trust in what they can do. And so, a lot of us are sitting on good knowledge, and you not sharing the good knowledge you have is somewhat selfish. Uh, that is fantastic, Doc. Thank you so much. This was uh, this was spectacular. I loved every single minute of this. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Chit Chat Across the Pond. Did you notice there weren't any ads in the show? That's because this show is not ad-supported. It's supported by you. If you learned something, or maybe you were just entertained, consider contributing to the Podfeet podcast. You can do that by going over to podfeet.com and look for the big red button that says Support the Show. When you click that button, you're going to find different ways to contribute. If you like to do a one-time donation, you can click the PayPal button. If you want to make a recurring contribution, click the weekly Patreon button. Or another way to contribute is to record a listener contribution. It's a great way to help the NoSillaCast ways learn from you. If you want to contact me for any reason, you can email me at allison at podfeet.com and you can follow me on Twitter at podfeet. Maybe you want to talk to other NoSillaCastaways. There's two great places to do that. You can do that in our Slack group at podfeet.com slash Slack, or you can join our Facebook group at podfeet.com slash Facebook. Thanks for listening and stay subscribed.